witches and bats, 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 a spectacular episode. Our annual Darkest Timeline episode is here. Um, if you aren't familiar with the podcast, the Darkest Timeline we've been doing since the inception of it, um, we get together once a year during spooky season. We generally sit around a campfire, but uh, due to weather, we're behind. We're by candles, um, so we're telling scary stories it's by fire. But yeah, it's fire. It's we're fire. by fire. Um, Anyways, so, Darkest Timeline, essentially, what it is, is we go around telling ghost stories and scary stories from an alternate, much darker universe that involves us, the cast, as well as friends and family of the podcast, in the scariest, darkest versions of the timeline. One where Matt is nice, uh, Kyle doesn't exist, and... Jake doesn't have a face tat. And I don't have a face tat. <laughs> Stop laughing, Josh. Sorry. You're not allowed to have fun anymore. Sorry. No. Also, where Josh is allowed to have fun. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. As of last year, if you recall from one year ago, Josh held up the title, um, and so Josh can't. to uh, or- Josh the button pusher. Button to, pusher. <laughs> to keep things a little bit organized this year, we came up with a random generation. Of order, so that way we can focus more on the stories and less of the who's gonna go next, guys? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, less of that and more of the, the spooky storytelling. I think Jake got possessed there. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the true Jake coming out. Jake, the, the true Jake. Yeah, it comes out once was, a year when Jake children are playing with Ouija boards. Where are the other two at? I need to see their tears. I need to see. Yeah, it's the lack of child tears. Come on, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. actually All right. <laughs> that just sounds like a clown. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm Badmouth Jake. I am Matt the Chaotic Evil Moon Baron. I'm Lexi. I'm the Oracle. Han Solo. Josh the Button Pusher. Josh Smitty. Stop talking. That's not true. <laughs> I'm an intern. I'm Kyle, the evil Pope deity of the Church of Spooky Evidation. <laughs> and I'm Steve. Wow. What? Steve's constipated. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go ahead and get this rolling. Let's First there, up, guys. we have Matt. All right. Everyone Woo-hoo. boo him. Thank you. <laughs> 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 
All right. On a world very much like this one, in the year 2025, theaters had kind of gone out of style. Uh, People had started really doing their entertainment digitally. They started the VR headsets that had started to come into popularity really started blowing up. Um, and one of the best new VR headsets, the rig three had just come out. Uh, luckily, uh, luckily, uh, Avengers seven had actually started releasing early. They'd actually started releasing movies quicker, faster. And, for the podcast, the group had decided to go to the virtual theater. Now, those familiar with the Rig 3 will know that one of its impressive features is the ability to see through uh, and to see reality through that. So if you ended up getting a little disoriented, if you ended up getting a little sick, you could turn it on and see through it. So one day, the podcast is sitting there in a living room, much like this one. Uh, watching the newest Avengers movie. And all of a sudden, the power went out. The headsets independent still functioned, but there was no visible light. Uh, <clears throat> a big, most of the group had just turned on their headsets so they could see outside of them. And I had seen something out of the corner of my eye, something uh, flashes on something that looked tall. As I pulled my headset off, ripped it off, nothing was there. It was invisible. <clears throat> As I put it back on, I could see a tall, slender figure with long, sharp nails. <clears throat> and with those long, sharp nails, it... Started, it was scra- tapping on the wall. As I looked at it, it started to look at me, and it turned its head so- slowly. As it approached, I ripped my headset off. Unfortunately, none of my friends had seen what this was. They, I asked them all, you saw that, right? Did you see that? They go, no. It's not a... It's, it's fun that you're ex- you know, trying new things, but... It's not really how it works, Matt. You you can't see something that's not there. As I put the headset back on and looked around, I saw nothing. After a good amount of time, the power had still gone out. We lit candles. uh, Our VR rigs running very low on power. I put mine on again and again... (laughs) Again, saw a white figure. The dog barked as if, to, as if seeing what I was seeing. It could sense something there that wasn't there. I saw the figure again with long, slender nails. As I looked at it, standing directly behind Kyle, I could see its long nails dancing along where Kyle would be. Kyle, unfortunately, he made a shuddering sound, but Kyle, unfortunately, couldn't feel anything. It was just a nervous tick. (laughs) He 
as I looked at the creature, the creature looked back at me and I looked at Kyle. As I looked at Kyle, the creature reached in and said, Mom, the, the small sound of mom came through as the creature reached in and stabbed Kyle through the chest. Blood draining from his chest, I ripped off my headset to see nothing behind him but holes penetrating him. I I began to scream. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and <clears throat> the rest of the group grabbed me, pushed me down as I started to yell hysterically. As I was yelling, <clears throat> as I was yelling, Jake was looking for his phone. To call for help. I saw the I looked at I looked over at him. The creature looked in my eyes, looked at him, and all of a sudden there was an, another creature came out of the wall, grabbing Jake, pulling him in. Jake was seen no longer. <clears throat> then Luna can see it too. Luna can see it too. I yell, Luna can see it too. They know. It can't, it has to be, you can't stop. Don't hold me down. Josh, with a look of recognition, knew that something was wrong, but unfortunately it was too late because at that moment, he too felt a tap on his shoulder, a needle, a prick, if you will, just a small one. And then nothing else as he fell to the ground. Steve, now realizing that something truly was happening, <clears throat> ran for the door. As he ran, I looked over and <clears throat> he didn't make it to the door. His hand reached out but was cut short. His arm fell to the ground. Screaming in pain, he fell and then silenced all of a sudden. As I looked around the room, there were now five of these long, tall, white, slender figures with long nails. One by one, as I looked around, the rest of my friends died. Brian, Christy, Annalise. I heard screams from the other room. And then I closed my eyes as I felt the last breath that I took. The only one surviving being the other Josh. That's it. That's fine. Let's go. You're the Slender Man? No. But you died, the, you died in the other room. Listen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's no child deaths on this. This is revenge for making fun of me. <laughs> that was good. Thank good you. Good start. This story, it takes, it takes place on a brisk, cold night, damp, 
Much, much like this one. Many of the folk here in Fruta have decided to stay indoors, bundle up, watch a movie, take advantage of the cold weather. However, us, the, the Comic Talk 616 gang, we, uh, we had different plans on how to take advantage of the weather here. Uh, something similar, but maybe not watch a movie or eat some soup. Fight with our spouses about finances. You know? But our experience would not be the same. See, because earlier that day, Matt was out and about shopping, running errands, as Matt does, you know, do-do-do-do-do, I'm a happy guy, driving around in my Subaru, the fuel economy's great, I'm such a good guy. Um, Just going around the town, running the errands that he is. On his way home, he uh, he noticed a yard sale. Now, if you know Matt, he's not one for perusing around in yard sales and talking to weird old ladies or dudes who think they have expensive items because they they're old. So they must be worth a lot. You know, once in a while you might find a good comic. That's cool. Just for nostalgic reasons or uh, a half trashed Mego, or maybe a collector's cup from the Burger King when Lord of the Rings were coming out and the led lights don't quite exactly work, but it's cool because you collect it anyways. Or that one random used diaper that mom's been saving for 45 years because she's got attachment issues. So as Matt's looking around and he's looking for it, he doesn't really see anything until he comes to a box. And in that box is a very peculiar book. It looks like a module for D&D. It had some dice and some other things, some miniatures. But it was this module, this book, for a campaign called Agthar's Curse. And it almost called to him. He uh, he thought that this would be a perfect way to spend the evening. We've been in between campaigns, and so why not do a one-shot? Why not have a one-shot with this, what seems to be off-beaten campaign so he bought it and he gets home and matt does what any good dm would do he builds props he prints miniatures he sets his room up and he studies this thing he's preparing an evening a fun evening for his friends and for the weather we're gonna be shut in for a few hours so he really does everything he can to make this game to die for So as he's done prepping and he uh, is thinking about taking a nap and everything's set up, the table has been set, snacks are ready, pizza's been ordered. He looks through the book one more time to kind of just get a little more familiar with the setting. And as he goes to close the book, a piece of paper slides out and just reads, Beware the curse. Now, not assuming much, he figured that it was a player's prop and was probably for some in-game thing. So he picks it up, crumbles it up, and throws it away and takes his nap. 
we all come over, we're, we're drinking root beer and having pizza and having fun, and we begin to play the campaign. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's it's unworldly. The the sights and the smells and the props just seem just not of this world. We we cannot believe the the things that Matt had been able to pull for this campaign. We were just all dumbfounded by by what he was able to pull together in just a few hours. We get to the point in the campaign where Steve's character, he played a gnomon princess warrior. <laughs> and, her, and his character finds the book and reads it. Agthar's Curse. We, uh, after Steve's character had role-played, as he role-played the, the curse that he read, his apartment felt like it was shaking and the lights flickered and went out and the book went up into flames. <laughs> None of us thought of it because we were like, oh man, Matt really did pull out all the stops for this. He's setting the mood. Us not really paying attention to Matt because he just seemed so entranced with playing this game. So Agdar shows up on the board and we're battling him and we're, we're rolling and we're getting hits until Steve rolls badly and Matt rolls high. Agathar shoots an Eldritch Blast right at Steve's character's head and Steve's character dies. It wasn't until moments later that we just see this green bolt burst through the front of Steve's head and he just slumps over. We just witnessed him die. We paused the game and we're really confused. We weren't sure if it was internal combustion, a medical thing. We cannot explain it. So we get it on our phones to call for help, but we have no reception. Tiny Josh freaked out and assuming that the best thing for us at this point is to drive down to the local station, bring someone here and to help us figure out what it is and get, get help. So he leaves the house and he starts to feel his head hurt a little bit. And with each step, we, we see more and more pain by the time that he read, by the time that he reached the bottom of the steps, he looked up at us eyes are bloodshot his face is red he's swollen and the last words that he said to us Agthar's curse and just his head popped and he dropped it looked like as if someone just swung at him and smashed his head like a pumpkin we shut the door and we're not sure <laughs> what's going on, but Matt's just sitting there smiling and he's just saying, are we ready to play the game, guys? Combat's not over yet, as he just smiles. So 
So one by one, we sit down and we prepare to play this game. We roll and we just we start to to fall one by one and we we realize that it's the game that's that's causing this to happen. Kyle was burnt alive. Brian and Christy were under a spell and forced to kill each other. At one at one point Josh was sitting there and he had a weapon hit against his throat and he was bleeding out watching his friends die. I was struck by a moonbeam and just disintegrated into nothing. All while Matt was laughing and playing this game, he seemed possessed by whatever this thing was. By the time that we all fell or what it seemed like that we all died. Matt had picked up a box cutter that he was using to build props and declared long live, live Agathar. He slid his own throat and fell down to the ground. Moments later, Matt's door swings open and a creature walks in, reaches into Matt's chest and takes the heart and walks out. See, Josh survived that night and he was never able to regain the ability to talk and his family decided to put him in a place where he could take some time to process the trauma that he's in because what everyone's been telling him that someone broke into the house and did all this stuff to his friends, but Josh knew what happened that night. He knew that it was the game. But maybe he was crazy. So sitting there and having his lunch, sitting in the rec room of the facility he was at, he was watching these people get ready to play D&D, and he thought maybe for a moment it'd be okay. But the DM had a smile on his face and pulled out a book. Agthar's Curse. Our story centers around a group of podcasters. Kyle, Matt, Jake, Stephen, Brian, Christy, and the two Joshes. The bigger of which is perpetually carrying the littler of the two. A piggyback ride, if you will, for the purposes of this story. Uh, our group of podcasters had been dared by a fan of their podcasts to go camping in this, uh, in this forest called the Hollow Woods. Uh, it, was a, it was a forest that was told to have some sort of Native American curse. And, and some sort of monster that was terrorizing anyone who dared to enter. So they thought, ha, what a bunch of hogwash. And they packed their things and went to the forest. And they kicked a bunch of hokey pokey, guys. <laughs> and they, they set up camp. And, uh, yeah, they, they had a fun night of, wow. of telling ghost stories and eating roasted meat and potatoes by the campfire. Meat and potatoes and it was, a, it was a wonderful night, though strangely, when they all fell asleep that night, their stomachs still felt like they hadn't eaten anything. 
They didn't think anything of it at the time, but the next day they woke to a mighty hunger. They made a nice campfire breakfast, but it didn't satisfy them one bit. Suddenly, the rumors surrounding the hollow woods started to make sense. They needed to leave this place now or die of starvation. The group packs up and heads back the way they came, but no matter how far they walk, the forest doesn't seem to end. They had clearly walked more than enough distance to reach their vehicles, and they could have sworn it was the right direction. But all they could see was this looming forest on all sides, without end. They were lost, trapped with seemingly no way out. So they trekked all the way back to camp, exhausted and dreadfully hungry. Another night passes, and they spend the next day exploring in different locations, each to no avail. And another night goes by spent in severe hunger. And by morning, the delirium has begun to set in. But it wasn't until that evening that their troubles truly began. Kyle, Jake, Steve, and Matt lay by the campfire, conserving as much energy as possible. The sun had set over an hour ago, and the Joshes, Brian, and Christy still hadn't come back from exploring. The four now extremely trepid podcasters were about to go looking for their friends when they heard the screams of a man and a woman, Brian and Christy. Guys, we're not alone in here. There's a monster, Brian cried, waving a bloody stump in the air. It ate my freaking hand, guys. The four gasped in horror. Okay, Stephen said, we gotta find Josh before that thing does. And he grabbed the two rifles they had found in a cabin the day prior. Here, he said, handing one to Kyle. You, Brian, and Christy, guard the campsite and get Brian patched up. And the rest of us are gonna go find Josh. So, Jake and Matt were not jazzed about the idea, but they agreed to go along with Steve and trudged off with him into the dark. Kyle patrolled the camp with the rifle while Christy patched up Brian, who was howling with pain and could not keep his arm from moving, making her job very difficult. She cursed under her breath <laughs> and walked over to Kyle. Uh, hey, uh, gonna need your help holding him down, Kyle. I, you, you think you could... She began, but was interrupted by another scream. Christy turned. Oh, you big baby. Quit acting like this is the first time you lost your... Uh, Brian? He was gone. Only a trail of blood remained. They had only taken their eyes off of him for a moment, and already one friend was gone. Matt, Jake, and Steve were having a heck of a time looking for Josh in the darkness, aided only by a single lat uh, lantern Matt was carrying. All of a sudden, they heard Josh calling out, Guys, is that you? Oh, help me, please. I'm stuck. My leg is stuck. Oh, God, I don't want to die. Help. And Matt shined his lantern in the direction that Josh's voice was coming from, but they couldn't see him. Then Jake spoke up. Hold on, Matt. Shine it over here. I, I think I found something. Just a sec, Jake, Matt replied, nervously flicking the lantern this way and that, frantically looking for Josh. Still, Josh was... Or, sorry, the Joshes were nowhere to be seen. And then they heard it. The ominous click of metal and the piercing of flesh and the blood-curdling little girl scream that followed it. Matt swung the lantern around, illuminating Jake, whose lake had been caught in a bear trap. Another item that they had found in the cabin, yet none of them had recalled taking it with them. Jake proceeded to sling a series of words that I can't repeat on this show, while Matt knelt down to help him. Whatever is out there definitely heard that, Steve grumbled. 
Matt, <laughs> you get Jake out of that bear trap quick, and I'll I'll go find Josh. Wait, Steve, Matt replied. We only have one, but it was too late. Steve had already left. Lantern, Matt said. Whatever, hold on, Jake, I'll get you out. As Matt struggled with the cruel jaws that held Jake in place, the pair heard someone running towards them. Guys, I heard the scream. Are you okay? It was the Josh's, but weirdly, he came in the opposite direction from where they heard the voice before. All of a sudden, Matt realized what was haunting or what was hunting them. His mind began to work frantically. Josh, come here and help me, Matt barked, and Josh complied. I know what's out there. He looked at Josh. We heard your voice calling out to us, but I didn't, Josh said. I know, Matt interrupted. I read, on, I read up on this place before we came, about the curse and the spirit that guards the hollow wood. The Native Americans called it the Wendigo. They say it was once human, but fell victim to the hollow curse and, res- and resorted to cannibalism while trapped here. Upon consuming human flesh, its soul was corrupted and it turned into a man-eating monster. Highly intelligent and terrifyingly strong. That voice we heard over there, it wasn't Josh's. We have to get, get Jake free and warn Steve. He, he doesn't know. But it was too late. A gunshot pierced the night sky. Then a second. A third gunshot, followed by yet another scream. Noticeably more manly than Jake's, but still a scream. The three of them sat there in silence for a moment, petrified with fear, when they heard another voice. Guys, uh, I think I killed it, said a pained Steve. Uh, uh, I'm going to need some help here. I think it bit me. Uh, I'm bleeding a lot, guys. I can barely walk. Matt and Josh looked at each other. A silent agreement formed between them. That voice probably wasn't Steve's. Sorry to do this to you, Jake, Matt said. And he and Josh turned and ran, valuing their own lives over the two that were likely beyond help. And as they ran, they could hear Jake screaming, Matt, you really are the worst. His voice cut off by the claws jutting out of his chest and the blood now filling his throat. Meanwhile, back at the camp, Kyle and Christy stood back to back, not daring to leave their only source of light, the campfire, while scanning for the monster in the darkness. It seemed like ages had passed when they heard two grown men crying and running towards them, Matt and Josh. Guys, Josh yelled, the monster is real, he got Steve and Jake. Kyle and Christy gulped, and Matt, after catching his breath a minute, caught the two of them up on what happened. A wendigo, Kyle said. I've heard of those. Never thought in a million years that they turn out to be real. Oh, God, we're going to die, aren't we? And Matt opened his mouth to answer, but his voice wasn't the one that answered. Yes, Jake called from the distance, and soon after, Steve followed. You are all going to be my dinner. The four of them looked around frantically, but the voices seemed to be coming from all directions. Then another voice, Brian's, but... He was speaking in some weird language, like some sort of chant. And all of a sudden, Jake's and Steve's voices screamed and distorted like a cacophony of demons. No! How did you break the curse? Ah! And then the sound of dust blowing in the wind. Brian stepped heroically out of the shadows with a stone tablet in his arm. His stump was still bleeding and he had a large gash in his side. His eyes glazed over with pain and exhaustion. Brian, Christy yelled, running to his side, embracing him in a hug. But before anyone could make sense of what was going on, five razor-sharp claws stabbed straight through Christy's abdomen. She fell lifelessly to the, br- to the ground, too shocked to utter a sound. 
The life slowly drained from her eyes as the blood drained from her body. Can't believe you fell for that, Brian chuckled, his eyes now glistening with bloodlust. Get back, you monster, Kyle yelled, trying to sound brave but failing miserably. We know you aren't, Brian. Well, that's the funny thing, their attacker said, laughing. I am the one you formerly knew as Brian, but you see, I got a little hungry. And wouldn't you know it, my hands started looking awfully tasty. <laughs> and now I'm hungrier than ever. And right before their eyes, his body began to mutate, contort, and grow. His arms and legs swollen, stretched to deadly size, and these pale antlers sprouted from his skull, sharp as, as razors. And this hulking figure stood before them, and, it, and his, his eyes sank back into their sockets, and all I could see was a red glow coming out of the sockets. This was the true form of the Wendigo. So at that moment, Big Josh was like, Oh no, screw this, I'm out of here, guys! And he turned tail and tried to flee. But the Wendigo leapt at him faster than Kyle and Matt could react. And it, it stabbed right through him and drug him off into the darkness. The, the, small, the small Josh was, was unscathed in all of this, thankfully. And he, he ran off into the forest screaming. They don't know what became of him after that. <laughs> the Wendigo then lunged at Kyle, who was holding the rifle. Kyle fired several shots, each hitting the mark, but it, the Wendigo didn't care. Kyle closed his eyes, knowing that he could do nothing to stop the monster, but the end didn't come. Instead, the monster howled with pain, and Kyle could smell something burning. Kyle opened his eyes and saw Matt waving a branch he had caught on fire at the Wendigo. Kyle, he yelled, follow, follow my lead. The only thing that can kill it is fire. You little rat, the monster yelled, its voice now completely unrecognizable, clutching its side where Matt burned it. You think a little flame can stop me? It leapt at Matt and took a giant swing. Matt was barely able to dodge it, his confidence returning, readying for a counterattack but his heart sank as the top half of his torch fell to the ground and rolled out of reach. And then the next thing that rolled on the ground was Matt's head. Kyle had lit his branch already and charged the monster in a blind fury to avenge his friends. He dug the flaming end straight into the creature's back. It roared and leapt in the trees out of sight. Kyle did not give chase, knowing that that, that, that was what the creature wanted. He stayed by the fire, turning this way and that, and, the, and awaiting for the creature to strike. He just had to be patient. And there, the crunch of a branch. Kyle turned in time to stab the beast as it leapt on top of him, and the two pierced each other straight through with claw and fire. Kyle screamed through gritted teeth as the warm blood spilled out of him, and the monster roared and roared in agony. But it still wasn't over. The Wendigo knocked the stick out of Kyle's hand and prepared to make the final bite. And then Kyle reached into the campfire, feeling the searing heat start to crack and melt his hands as he grabbed a log. And just as the Wendigo went in for the final bite, Kyle thrust the flaming log into its mouth and its entire face lit up. Kyle watched in agonized triumph as the creature burned before his very eyes, its howls diminishing as it turned to ash. He was all that remains now. And all that remained in him was the pain and the unending hunger of the forest. He was slowly slipping into unconsciousness, but as he did, he crawled slowly towards Matt's lifeless and headless body and thought, one bite couldn't hurt. Great story, man. Ooh.
Welcome. Tonight we return to the world of Illindor, the land of myth and legend, where such heroes as Long Johns and Thane have roamed in the past. Tonight's story tell, uh, takes you to the uh, little-known reaches of the land of Floridia. This isn't your usual tale. We're not going to see any majestic fighters or powerful wizards or any other characters made by the gaming party. No. The party has been transported fully into this realm. In their, each of their unique mundaneness, we see Kettle, the button pusher, and Kyle, the drywall puncher, Jake, the face tad, Matthew, the moon baron, I'm evil as all heck, Bonamas, the oracle, hand solo, Tiny Josh, and the intern supreme, and yours truly, the narrator of this story. Steve. So it was a very dark... Di- oh, yeah, and Lexi was there. <laughs> it was a very dusk, dank, terrible night. So foggy. This was where tonight's tale starts. So the first to uh, wake up in this dreary land was Matt. As he came to, he heard in the distance the uh, that distinct sound of banjos and mouth harp. <laughs> Every hair on the back of Matt's neck instantly rose and stood up. Trembling in terror as Kyle approached from behind, Matt leaped nearly out of his skin when Kyle put his hand on his shoulder. Hey, Matt, what's going on? And then he heard the music, too, and froze, and then kind of started bobbing his head a little bit. He's like, hey, that slaps. So Matt and Kyle went walking toward the music. Matt, very reluctantly, as they got closer, they started hearing somebody singing. They couldn't under- make out the words. It was in some other language, but it sounded a lot like, <laughs> With a little drum roll at the end. Han Solo came running out of the thick, swampy marshland. Hey, guys, did you hear that? That was incredible. Where's that music coming from? So he joined Matt and Kyle on their quest to find the source of the uh, Floridian chant. As they're walking, still dragging Matt in tow reluctantly, they could hear 
More music playing softly in the background. And it seemed like more than one voice started chanting in the Floridian dialect. And then some more. The distinct sound of a washboard. Donald Duck. Donald Duck. It was a, it's a magic washboard. It doesn't sound like your usual type. As they got closer, and the music started getting louder and louder, Matt started shaking, saying, "Hey guys, I I don't want to go any closer. Uh, is it okay if I just sit here on this stump and wait?" And Han Solo and Kyle just kind of look at him, shrug their shoulders, whatever, and they keep walking. Matt finds a fallen log to sit on. As Kyle and uh, not and Han Solo approached this clearing, they saw a bonfire in the middle of this clearing, and one scrawny. Like skin and bone guy dancing around the fire with a banjo. And Kettle, the button pusher, was tied up in a rickety wooden chair forced to play the mouth harp. (laughs) While the scrawny guy was doing his hooting and hollering and Floridian chant and playing. You could tell that Kettle wasn't in control of his motions. Although he played a sick groove on the mouth harp, you could tell that it was completely compelled as he sobbed giant tears into his lap. Kyle and Han Solo walked into the clearing. As they stepped past the tree line, all sound stopped. Well, hey, guys. What brings you to my clearing? It's the voice of the uh, scrawny guy. He played a little ditty. In between each sentence. Ding, 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 ding. You like my playing? It's pretty sweet, isn't it? What do you think about my friend and his mouth hop tunes? You like it? Kyle's, ah, I've heard better. Oh, you has, has you? Well, in that case... Let's see how you do. And he raised his rickety enchanted gun and shoots Kettle in the face. (laughs) Walks over and grabs a mouth harp, wipes the blood off. Put this in your mouth, son. Shoves it in Kyle's mouth. Whispers a few words. (laughs) Instantly, Kyle starts playing without being able to stop. 
Han Solo's just standing there frozen. Uh, but yeah, you can play my banjo. It's like, but I only have one hand, man. I'll make it that much better. He slams a banjo into your hands, whispers a few words, giggly-doo, derf. <laughs> and Han Solo starts playing with his stump. As he, as he, as he plays, because stumps aren't made for those kind of strings, his stump just starts getting shredded and just ends up a bloody hamburger mess. Sounds cool. Looks like a giant bloody meatball. The Oracle walks into the clearing. Hey! We're Han Solo, where are and then she screams as she sees him playing the banjo, blood flying everywhere. Oh, hey, welcome to my music playing club. You wanna join? She screams and runs, and as she runs, she trips over a tripwire, slams to the ground face first, and a boulder drops from the trees and So much for the Oracle. Didn't see that coming. Well, I guess you didn't want to play in the band, boys. Hey, 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 helper, come out here and join the tune. This scrawny girl comes running out. Never mind, you can go on now. And she ran back into the woods. As she went running, you hear, Hey, watch where you're going. You hear, Face tat. That was the weirdest. And then he walks into the clearing. Never mind. This is the weirdest. You want to join the band? <laughs> he said, face tat in his sarcasm. Yeah, I do. Sign me up. Well, are you from Floridia too? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm from Floridia. <laughs> <laughs> so face tat. <laughs> face tat does a couple cartwheels across the clearing. Can I play the banjo? <laughs> He grabs a banjo from from Han Solo. Han Solo whispers. Han Solo whispers to him, "Thank you," as he passes out from the loss of blood, and breathes his last. Face Tat looks at him, kind of, <coughs> oh crap! Um, you better start playing, son. <laughs> he says, well, you know, um, actually, <clears throat> well, you know, I'm more of a harmonica player. So, uh, what you got anything? And he grabs the banjo from him, grabs a harmonica out of his pocket. It is gross looking, slams it into your mouth. 
whispers his little enchantment. <laughs> and he starts playing. As Jake plays on the harmonica, his gums get cut up. His teeth start falling out. He looks like a true Floridian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, his teeth start falling out, and then his gums fall out, and then his jaw falls off. It's like, <laughs> his total annihilation of his face and mouth causes the harmonica to fall out. He looks at it on the ground, looks up at the weird Floridian and tries to run away, but the Floridian pulls a bow off of his back that nobody saw there before. Strings a bow and to the side without even looking, shoots face tap through the back. It doesn't seem to hit any major organs, so face tap looks, he keeps running, thinking, oh, I can survive this. And about three steps later, he hears a and pieces everywhere. The Floridian gets a splash of face tat along with Kyle and Han Solo. It's body. Well, that was a nice shot now, wasn't it? You gonna keep playing, son? He says to Kyle. Good. Cause I'm gonna need some music for the next people to come visit. To this day, Kyle has been playing that stupid mouth harp for 976 years, 35 days, 45 hours, and 1,200 minutes by the Floridian, Floridian's reckoning. That's, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, guys. So... Obviously, this is about the time that we would do the comics list on there. Um, however, again, we're going to skip all that because we want to be able to continue to tell you spooky stories. Let me tell you what. There's nothing spookier or better than Best Slope Copy. Uh, it's uh, scary good on how awesome they are. They are the best They are the best, uh, the best uh, sloped copy in all the Appalachian Mountains that even the Mothman himself can't resist. So... You can go to bestslopecoffeeco.com or Fruit of Colorado and enjoy the signature comic from Talk 616 drink, uh, the Pan Galactic Garden Blaster, or, like I said, go to bestslopecoffeeco.com where you can get you can get uh, you can get shirts, you can get hats, but the most exciting thing is the subscription boxes. 
You can get uh, subscription boxes monthly, bi-weekly, or you can get the three-month uh, Barista Brew or Barista Select Brew uh, box. And you can, <clears throat> for $14, you can have joy in your life. You can have happiness. If you don't live in Frida, Colorado, you might not have that because you're not close enough to Best Love. But if you find yourself close enough to Best Love, you do go in and check them out. They got a bunch of merch. They got a bunch of delicious stuff. And also, they make their own goods. Pretty awesome, guys. Yeah, Check guys. So, take it from Matt. Money can be up by happiness. Go to bestlipcoffeeco.com and order a box today. Han Solo and Christy showed up at the podcast one late Sunday night. It's years in the future from today. It's right around 2030. As, uh, as years before we experienced, technology has moved forward a little bit. And, and now the, uh, the concept of jumping um, universes is normal. It's uh, scientifically proven. But most people who end up doing it stumble across it with their their cool new technology. Sometimes they see it through their VR headsets just by getting the right right code in the right spot. The podcast was experimenting with their new rig 27 head VR headsets. And it was amazing what they saw when they realized they could see into other realities and see into other other worlds we all sat around talking through our podcast but explaining what we see now we didn't realize that we would stumble into something that we could never come back from but as many people knew in the news and speculation about not just seeing these realities but stumbling into them We didn't realize how close we were. We're sitting around and we're seeing different ones. Next thing you know, we wake up. We're all looking at each other, feeling kind of weird. Because now we're not in the uh, the room of of Stephen's living room. We're we're in a, a white room and we're all just sitting in chairs, but we're strapped down. It's interesting because Han Solo, myself, we, I look around, I see, I see Matt. He looks petrified. He's just staring around, sweating, scared. I look around, I see, I see Kyle. I see the button pusher, Josh. Even, uh, even little Josh and little Annalise are in there. And I'm looking around, I I see Lexi, I see everybody. I even see my my darling wife. She's smiling at me, but she looks nervous because she sees what's what's happening. There's men walking around. We think they're men, they have hoods on. (laughs) And they're going to each of us. And I don't even realize it, but I I feel like something's missing, I don't know what. Definitely something's missing. And it's obviously that we're scared to death because we don't know how we got there. We knew that that the technology 
could bring us someplace. We just didn't know where because there was no windows, there was no doors. It was just white walls, white floors, secure chairs, and we're all strapped in. Next thing you know, one of the men with the, with the white hood over his face has a needle. He walks over to, to the oracle, to Han Solo's wife, and starts cutting into her face. We don't know what's happening, but there's screams as, as others realize that other people with hoods are walking around and they're cutting into people's faces. It's torturous, the screams. There's random weird giggles like <laughs> coming from the, the hooded figures. <laughs> Somehow, somehow I'm last. Somehow I just am sitting there watching it, watching it all. I still feel like, even amongst all this chaos, something's missing. I don't, I don't know what. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my nub on it. <laughs> Another giggle. <laughs> Man, it's freaking me out. The giggle, the screams from my friends. The oracle's passed out. There's drub, blood dripping from each person's face. I can't even make out what, what they were doing. All I know is each person, one by one, is just so scared that they pass out. And I'm... I'm just anticipating my turn, realizing that I might be next. And, and why wasn't I first? Why wasn't I in the mix of it all? Why was I forced to watch? Now, all the, there, there are several of them, the, all the, the men with the hoods, they stop, they turn from their, their patience as I feel like they were calling them. My friends, my fellow podcasters, they turn from them, they all stare at me. There's just little slits where their eyes would be in these, these white long hoods. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there and said, well, what's next, guys? I don't know why I said it, but it just seemed comfortable to say it to those guys. Like... Like I knew them, all of them. Something is weird though. I notice each of their patients, my friends, they're blocked completely. They're, they're, I can't even make out their faces. Or the, 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 the men with the hoods are, are blocking them from my view. Except for one, I look over and I see the bald head of our good friend Stephen. And he's just barely slumped to the side. And I notice the carving on his face. It, it almost looks like this, this symbol, like this like lightning bolt or something. 
And I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden there's some familiarity and a realization is coming over me that I feel like I know what was missing the whole time. Somebody that was with us, but then when we were in this another this other place, it's like it's like it was missing and, and we just didn't need it because it was already there. The figures walked towards me slowly. They all had carving instruments, needles in their hands, scalpels. And man, they're all giggling now. <laughs> all giggling. And I'm just sitting there just like, it's my time. It's my time. I know what's next, and I'm ready for it. Slowly, they start removing their hoods. I can see behind them now. I know I'm next. I know where I am. It's all face tat. Every one of them was Jake. Hi, guys! They're all Jake. (laughs) And now I'm ready to be a face tat. One of us! We open on a cloudy afternoon. Annalise and Josh, too, are trotting down a trail through the woods. Suddenly, Josh, too, spots an object in his path. It's tiny and puffed up like, I don't know, a pizza pocket? Excited, he snatches it up. Annalise spots another just two feet away. No, not just one more. There's another one beyond that, and another one. The couple gleefully collect the oddly warmed objects and continues down the trail following where the pizza rolls lead them. In another part of the woods, Matt the Moon Baron emerges from his vacation cabin. Well, it looks like a vacation cabin. A large crate in his hands. He wears a sticker that says, Hi, I'm Matt. He heaves the crate out onto the walkway just outside his door. A loose nail gives way and the contents of the crate sort of spill out. He turns to enter the cabin again. Another crate is tossed out to the door. Another one. And then another one after that. Matt's good friend Jake absentmindedly carries an empty bag into the cabin, then comes back out with a full bag. The bottom of the bag has a hole in it, which Jake is careful to aim upward so that nothing falls out. Yet. He limps off down the path from the cabin, chanting, Which is in bats, and which is in bats, which is in bats, and which is in bats. A small pizza roll-shaped object escapes through the hole in his bag as he disappears into the trees. <laughs> Annalise and Josh, too, soon come across Matt at his cabin. It's dark now, but by the light of his fire pit, Matt notices them, and he says with a pleasant voice, Oh, hello! Don't mind the mess. Those are my friends, Josh the button pusher, Brian and Christy. They're quite friendly. He gestures to the crates. Josh, too, stiffens, grabs Annalise's shoulder and screeches. He said that one's name is Josh, and I'm a Josh. And he faints. (laughs) (laughs) Annalise, noticing an eyeball rolling toward her from the nearest crate, screams in complete terror. Matt lunges to grab the kids, and Annalise slaps Josh, too, several times to wake him up. (laughs) 
He awakens just in time to see Kyle, apparently a neighbor of Matt's, rushing to help him. Kyle has an axe. Kyle brings his axe down heavily to end Matt. The young ones are free. They offer him the pizza rolls they had collected on the path. The offering seems pleasing to him, so he takes a bite. And then he spits it out and yells. What? Kroger brand pizza rolls? It's Tocino's or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Angry, he chases the terrified Annalise and Josh too back through the woods. And they're never seen or heard from again. Jake arrives back at the cabin, his bag (laughs) empty again. The scene is gory, broken crates spilling out hands and feet, eyeballs and tips of noses. Matt lies lifeless upon one. Jake shrugs and mutters to himself, Uh, lost another franchise, I guess. He pulls out his cell phone, taps in a number and says, Yeah, I need to talk to Lexi. She's the manager there, right? Oh, she's not there. Okay, well, tell her we lost another pizza roll factory. There's not enough pepperoni here anyway. You're going to need to send in the Steve. And then we fade to black. (laughs) We open our scene. Together, we stand around what remains of Han Solo. He has been put through the shredder. Due to his lack of Tostino's rolls. Tostino's rolls. Yes, I'm going with it. (laughs) Totino rolls. Toast. But you might have always wondered, through through his life, how many hands did Han Solo really lose? From the many, many, many stories that we've heard through the years, there was that one hand that started it all, got chopped off first time he brought Kroger brand rolls. But what we didn't know, what we didn't know, was the mutation that happened. We all continue our lives despite the loss of one of our own. The Oracle is heartbroken. We are together at our podcast in our morning, all of a sudden, the oracle's eyes open. The hands! Beware the hands! Her mind, her, her eyes go big, they go white. She faints on the ground. We don't know what happened but that oracle was no longer with us 
we try the best to continue on through all our days. We continue in our regular routine. Josh and Annalise continued walking down the road one day. They hear this. Slap! It's a hand out of nowhere, flies through the air. It goes straight into Josh's skull, slaps straight into his brains, go everywhere. And Annalise is like, she dies of being completely grossed out. You, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. Oh my gosh, I'm totally slay. Oh my goodness, slay, girl. Okay. All right. Girl, you have me dead. Okay, all right. We all know at this point something's up. We don't know when, we don't know how. But the hand is coming. J- Jake, the the famous face tat man, is working in his his barber shop. And, you know, he's always fantasized of slitting that throat, which is in the ass. All of a sudden, cutting this one guy's hair and a hand appears. It goes to the razor, picks it up, flashes Jake's throat. He's bleeding out. Jake is no longer with us. Matt, the moon bear, is hiding in his home, scared, because he does everything nice. I don't know why this is happening to everyone. All of a sudden, he hears a, a knock on his door. Hey, sweetheart, you want to go on a date with me? Before him, he looks through the door and he sees none other than Squirrel Girl. He he screams his head off as he's running away. That, that punch was nuts. The hand finally appears. All that he sees is Squirrel Girl. As Squirrel Girl takes him in and gives him the biggest hug ever, he doesn't realize the the hand around his neck as he suffocated to death. Another one down. Kyle. Kyle. He's home one more one. One day, and hmm, I feel like Totinos are nothing. 
Let's make some pizza rolls. As he puts the Totinos in, ding, oven goes off. He opens the oven up and sees a red smoking hand full of Totino's rolls. All of a sudden, comes towards him. You want Totino's or nothing? You're gonna get Totino's or nothing! As it goes into his face, burning, scalding, hot, burning down his throat, blood, death. Well, at least I died doing what I love. <laughs> Bunch of drywall and Last. <laughs> One last time. <laughs> last but not least. As we, as Steve has fled the country because he knows he can only wait for the time to come. He's sitting in the woods, whittling. The hand appears. Your time has come. As it rises in the air, Steve looks at it in admiration. Suddenly, a grenade appears in the hand. And he's like, huh? I thought that was... Isn't that the fake one? All of a sudden, it gets lobbed towards Steve. He catches it. (laughs) Throws it back. The hand explodes. The end. (laughs) So did Steve win? Wait a minute. When did I become Tim Allen? Um... When he became that photo that's right behind Josh, we made the border right behind him. Was that him in the woods? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I got it. Wait, Let's go, Josh. Thank you. We're still going. Oh, we are. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this, man, this year, everyone kind of. They delivered. It was not DiGiorno. Uh, it was delivered. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, I'll borrow a phrase from uh, TikTok. Uh, they glow to, we all glowed up. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. That's the what did you just say? Yeah. That's like two years old, terrible. at least. It's nuts. I've heard it like last week three times. I'm brand new videos. Millennials, maybe? <laughs> From millennials? I don't know. These are millennials. Like yeah, why did, you, why did you say millennials? I think it was a derogatory it's a term. It's a slur. I was in the and podcast. I will continue to say yeah, it. Yeah, so long. Really? Would that turn the light on? No. Cool. Well, no, no, not yet. As, uh. Oh, no, not yet. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Somebody take or a picture wait. of Matt in the chair. I'm pausing. Okay. Oh, so, are we doing it all over again? No. No. 
We're starting over. We did yes. <laughs> Not so. Again, yeah. Everyone really kind of brought their A game on stories. Uh, I man, this year's gonna be really hard to vote. As usual, we vote on what we thought was the best story. That person has bragging rights for the year until the next following year, and then we uh, we sacrifice uh, one of Matt's loved ones. Um. <laughs> you know, I have two siblings that no longer come to this podcast, so technically, <laughs> technically, like when you say love, when you say loved ones, does that have to be mutual? Because like that might make it a lot harder. No, it's just one way. Oh, okay. Oh. Can we sacrifice Squirrel Girl? Because I know. That's no, true. no, she's got to stay. I would love nothing more. She's invincible. No, um, but true. For real, I, I have to say, yeah, everyone did a really good job this year. You know, other years, um, you know, we were, we were all like a little shy or whatever. But this year, we everyone brought it out. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fairly good. This was a good. This was a yeah, good, was good year. One. I mean, at least my story this year was better than my story last year. Yeah, I, all I have to say is round of applause for everyone. This uh, best darkest timeline that we've had. Uh, it was so far. Anyway, so how do we uh, how do we want to do it? Do we want to just go around and then? Everyone could vote on the story that they like the most, or do we want to do it based off of like how, how do we how do we do this? How do we usually do? We usually just vote. We just, just vote. Yeah, yeah, we just vote. Cool. So we'll just, we'll just we'll start beginning to yeah. yeah. So so we'll just work our way down the list, and then we'll just do. I know this is not a visual, but we could just put our hands up based we'll, off of the hands. Yeah, someone could just call out the number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will call out the number when we vote. All right, so for those who liked Matt's story the most, raise your hand. I don't even remember that. I like that. It was literally See, one. To pick one as you're listening. I had one. <laughs> I got a vote. Hey, Matt, your story was good. It, it was, was really good. good. Really this, year, good. This, year's, this year's competition. Being fierce, I'm just being sarcastic, guys. Really it's, really it's, it's really <laughs> hard Actually, this year. Like fierce competition. Mm-hmm. It okay. was pretty good. This, this year was really tough. How many votes do we have for Jake's story? Yeah. Uh, oh, Jake's. Two for Jake's story. Yeah. Two. Two for Jake. It's, I, I was not expecting one. Uh, okay. Those for the Pope of Evidation. Who liked his story? Wendigo. I, like, I liked his. Uh, Actually, I, mean, I really liked it. Wait. Can you vote twice? Why not? No, 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 no. That's gonna. Oh, then I retract my vote. Then let's start over. <laughs> All right, let's... fine. One vote only. Who liked Matt's? Raise your hand. Still got one. All right, okay. Who liked mine? Raise your hand. And we still got two. Cool. All right, Kyle's. Two. Two. Three. Three for Kyle. Three. Stephanie's. Suck up, Stevens. <laughs> well, of course, you're gonna vote for it's him. You have my second place, Steve. Yeah, because you're dating his daughter and you don't want to get beat up. Well, only not only that. Not only that. Not only that. Brian's. I liked Brian's a lot. The giggle triggered me. That straight up triggered me. That actually scared you. What's that? Needles? No. But that's why you should like it. There were needles in your story. I, 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 I really enjoyed Brian's plot twist. That was really good. I, 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 I liked it too. I thought it was good. All right, Christie's. 
doesn't count. Oh, Mike. you voted for Kyle. I didn't know the two of us today, so I voted for Mike. You have to vote. There's no right to vote this for this one. Is not the I oh, if I didn't participate. This isn't, the president. this isn't a presidential so, election. You yeah, you still listened. Yeah, you still listened. All right, but, okay, that's fine. It's fine. Who did Josh because, regardless, we have one person that was one vote ahead. Yeah. I thought we had two that were two. Oh, no, we had one that was three. Yeah, yeah three. three. Kyle. 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 Alright. Right. Taking the crown. The Wendigo wins. The Wendigo the wins. Wendigo no, for real, guys, it was... Yeah. You win, Wendigo? I, like, Human so, flesh! Yay! Yeah. Legitimately, though, this year was really hard to vote. Like, if there was more than one vote, there was... This year was good. I almost... Yeah, fierce competition. Oh, I... Yeah, I think next year we'll figure out a voting system. We'll rig one up. I think next year, since half of you were creating your story long beforehand, I'm going to actually read no, story. No, I, I started mine an hour before I got here. Yeah, I did. That was like, I did mine earlier in the day. But. Steven, you know how we had that little mini break when I was sitting up there? That's when I came up with my story. Yeah, <laughs> I came up with my story when I, I sat down. down. We, we did wow. not make any rules on how much time we no, could spend on the story. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. I what I what I do like. I loved how Brian's story next year and not take only my title spin back. off of. Okay, good. <laughs> I saw like a Matt's, bit of Matt. Matt's Silly. thing, but see, that's like the thing is like that's what I think was really cool about it was you took something familiar already in the universe and like the jump yeah. forward. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really, and I was like not trying to yeah, lean on it too much. Yeah, no, but it, that that was good though because like you just made a branch off of an already like made up timeline. No, that was good. No, I that was that was smart. That was really good. I thought that was good. It was um, great. So should we, so who got two votes? I think um, I got two votes. Jake uh, and if I had two votes, I didn't. Do um, Steve, Steve or Brian? Brian had two. Yeah, Brian had two. Yeah, Brian, I, I voted for Brian. Yeah, Brian had two. Please, Kyle. You're welcome. It was, your giggle is crazy. It was, it was good, guys. It was fun. Stop it! <laughs> if we could vote twice, Christy would have gotten my second vote. Yeah, yeah if I could if I could vote twice, oh, man. That's it's a hard pick. It's a hard These are all hard picks. Okay. I really liked yours, Steve. Like, it was, it was fun, but yeah. also very, like, creepy in a... <laughs> Weird truck yeah. stop kind of a way. Yeah, there was some long term like. Yeah, like like it was creepy in a sense of like public restroom weird. You're like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like that I, I guess I have to go. I, so, I think does, I think Steve deserves the award for the most well performed. Oh yeah, oh, yes, for yeah. sure. Just keep good. in mind that one shot is coming. We'll revisit all your oh, characters. Oh man, I actually have um, a stomachache that day. 
<laughs> I actually have scheduled illness. <laughs> scheduled. Scheduled illness. No, okay, so before we end the episode, let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about, like, what we liked about what stories. Um, I think, yeah, Steve definitely had the best performance. Yeah. Um, yeah what, what I like with, with Josh is he kind of put personalities into his story. He made it, <laughs> he made each death personal. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. He did a really good sad yeah. voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. If, if I had a second vote, I would have voted for Josh. Thank you. What I really liked about Matt's is it felt very Black Mirror-ish. Like, you could definitely, mm-hmm. like, it was, uh, it was a solid story, honestly. Like, if, if, if honestly, like, they throw that on Black Mirror, I'd be like, oh, that's spooky, right? Like, you had the whole thing of, like, the comfortability with technology, but also, like, the the darkness that comes with it. I think that was, that was a really cool you know, sci-fi yeah. Slender Man. Slender Man. It's a great way to open up. Hey, hey, like, hey, it worked out. Uh, that is what I was going for, so that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like, I had fun. What, what I liked about like, Christie's... I, I participated, that's all I needed to do. Yeah, <laughs> what, I, what I liked about Christie's is she took, like, an inside joke that we have as a podcast and turned it into yeah. a not... Not, not a fun thing. And <laughs> <laughs> props on having the shortest. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. the use of Kyle was so smart. That was, that was genius. Funny. Yeah. That, having Kyle drop that line was so good. Hey. Kyle, yeah. you uh, delivered. Hey, you're sort of the most, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Darkest timeline. I still don't understand why I was Tim Allen. I know, man. Like, Come on. I was trying no, to think of a way to like, kill you off the best, and then I'm like, would Steve really hey, die by a hand? I'm it's like, the, no. It's the darkest timeline. In that, I know. Yeah. I think it was just funny. <laughs> what is, uh, <laughs> does anyone else have anything to add about other, <laughs> other stories? I think Matt's was the worst. <laughs> in this context, that's why I voted for it. in this context, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? I forget your like, shape. You just, um, I, 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 I like your long. your setting and just like you know turning like the the game into like a reality. Yeah, uh, kind of yeah. like a kind of like a Pretty scarier true. Jumanji sort you know, of feel. Well, yeah, you know, what's, your... you know what's real yeah. scary? Very true. What's real like your mom? Like real wavelength yeah. scary. Uh, I I I actually considered the same thing, the very same thing. It's funny. He told me that um, after I read the story, he's like, "I'm glad I didn't do D and I was gonna literally do like what he was doing. Like, oh, you could have screwed him over. That would be so movie. funny. And what about yeah, yeah. Game? You could have done the sequel. Could have done the sequel. Well, I was first. So. Well, so like when, when I came when I came up with my story, I was just like the prequel that came out first. I had to think about like a campaign. If I was gonna do like a, like a horror themed campaign, and I was like, you know what? What if the horror was real. Dang. I would, yeah, oh, no, for real, guys. like, about, I can't say about an hour before I came here, I was thinking something like that. That's, that's really funny. Oh, by the way, I had to come up with a, a name for mine, and I was thinking in the car that it's, uh, Dawn of the Hand. Dawn of the Hand. Oh! We should have just looked for Josh. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have said that earlier, my... I came up with a that's name cool. for it, but I'm not going to say that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Brian's giggle was the 
best of all. Oh Dude, that's inappropriate. You can, you are not allowed to do that. Or like within thirty feet of a school. Even though Steven <laughs> no, did like not. the best for for like more content, <laughs> yeah. I think Brian's had the best for like it was that amount. It the creepy, had, like, an eerie like giggle. Oh yeah, the I'm leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna take over the next leprechaun role from Warwick Davis? I, I'm all over it, man. <laughs> nah, he's he's a little he's a hand short from that role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I got yeah, like yeah, yeah. a height increase when I was turned into a Wendigo, so I'm not short enough to be a leprechaun. Dude, like oh, okay. you got all the like awesome <laughs> death roles. Yep. In this yeah. timeline. Yeah, you got to kill your wife. Not a lot of people get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, at one point, we killed each other, didn't we? Yeah. yeah I we took that from when Matt, in one of our campaigns, when Matt uh, had That's some right. of our other characters kill each other. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this mean. I, I just realized, Brian, you and I, in, in different stories, both kill each other by making the other eat incredibly hot things. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> Alright, so before we close this episode out, does anyone have any uh, final thoughts? Any last, any last things? Thank you, Squirrel Girl. Uh, <laughs> Alright, guys. Wow. I was on your side. Now, <laughs> I was the last guy, man. <laughs> Well, with that, guys, I hope you enjoy your Halloween. Make sure you're safe. Make sure it's filled with Totina's pizza rolls. Or nothing. And best love coffee. Remember, stay safe out there. You know, trick-or-treat responsibly. Remember, it's smash the kids, then grab the candy. You can't smash, smash the kid. You can't smash the kids don't after. Say, don't smash. say that. Yeah, no, don't, don't don't smash the candy smash. and grab the kids. Yeah, yeah. Only if you see their tears first. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, but trick or treat responsibly. Be safe. Make sure, make sure you know you're going about your holiday activities within reason, right? Like, don't be, don't be dumb. Yeah, be safe. Enjoy your scary movies. Enjoy this episode, and we will see you guys in the next timeline. We will see you in your nightmares. Have a. I'm Bad Mouth Jake. <laughs> I am Matt the Chaotic Evil Moon Baron. I'm the Oracle. And Solo. <laughs> I am the evil methodical button pusher, Josh. Let's see who doesn't exist in anything, apparently. Hey, I put you in mine. <laughs> yeah, you I feel bad, too. bad killing you. You died on nice. mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I can't kill you. You're too adorable. Yeah. Just wait a couple years. Listen, we're not mad. We're not monsters. And, and I don't know why I didn't kill animals. You just got to face that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can... Josh Smitty. Your mom. My mom or who, who's mom? Where's your mom? My mom? My mom? Really? She's here. Mommy. Yeah, your mom. Wow. Here's my allowance here. that you owe me from like 15 years ago. <laughs> Where's my $2? <laughs> Alright, I'm Kyle, the Pope deity of the Church of Evitation. This year's Pumpkin King? That's right. Yeah. The winner. I'm Steve, keep playing them banjos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, guys, we'll see you next year. Witches and bats. Witches and bats. Witches and bats. Booga, booga, booga. Witches and bats. Booga, booga, booga. 
Booga, 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 Darkest timeline. Boo, boo, boo. Which is in bats. In bats. <laughs>